Bruce is, he has a song for every feeling that I've ever felt, you know, and at, you know, any age in life, you go through things and you have different feelings, but you know, at my age, you know, times change quickly on you and, you know, you're in different moods constantly, um, happy, sad, you know, every emotion that you can feel. And there's always been a Bruce song. And I can't say that for any other artist that I've listened to, you know, I, I just can't like, everyone and welcome to a new episode of set listing bruce your podcast all about bruce springsteen his music and mostly his fans i am your host jesse jackson joining me is a new friend i met on twitter uh steve is joining me steve welcome to the show jesse thanks for having me i'm glad to be on here and uh you know i love bruce and obviously love talking about him so it should be a lot of fun. Well, I sure hope it's going to be, and I hope you say that afterwards as well. Um, <laughs> so just tell us a little about yourself. Give us your elevator pitch. Uh, so I've grown up now in North Plainfield, New Jersey, uh, Central Jersey. Um, I'm 20 years old. I'm going to be 21 next month. I'm a junior in college at Kane University in Union, um, majoring in communications there. So I want to do something in the sports media field. And uh, I have an internship now with 24-7 Sports, so I'm off and running with it, and that's about it, really. How's the internship working with the social distancing and everything? It's actually going pretty well. Uh, it hasn't been affected at all because um, a lot of the work is remote anyway. Like, mm-hmm. I can do phone interviews and all that type of stuff. So it, it's gone pretty smooth. What um, what What's <laughs> – as I – um, start choking on my own spit. Um, <laughs> point of uh, free advice: Don't do that when you're a professional, Steve. Uh, <laughs> I'll what, try not to. Yeah. What kind of sports are you covering? Uh, are you working to help at, during your internship? Um, so I'm mainly focusing on basketball and football, and okay. then um, our website, Twenty Four Seven Sports. We also do recruiting. Okay. So I talked to a lot of uh, like high school players who are getting recruited by Rutgers. We specifically, okay. I work for the Rutgers site, Scarlet Nation, okay, here in New Jersey. So that's what we focus on. Okay, because I was going to ask you how the how you think the Cowboys draft did, but I guess that's a little out of your um, your <laughs> well, range. Listen, you you got a great wide receiver with CD Lamb. Uh, it was a loaded draft class with receivers, so you, you, I think you did pretty well in the first round at least. But, yeah. Um, it, it appears that nationally everyone seems to be really happy with our draft. And, uh, and our thought is um, all apologies to Bruce Springsteen fan, Jason Garrett. And by the way, I supported Jason huh. Garrett way longer than I probably should have because he is a huge Springsteen yeah. fan. Wow. Did not know that. So, well, very cool. Um, you're, you're kind of doing some intern work and, and good for you. Um, How's school going? Are you doing a lot of stuff online now? Yeah, everything is completely online. Um, we meet my class. I only have four classes, so I have a lighter load than most college students, but we meet online during the class time. 
uh, through Zoom or other um, video chat services. And they do, the professors do their lectures and they, you know, give out the assignments and we just, you know, all the assignments are done online anyway. Yeah. So it's just the lectures that are really changed, so. Mm -hmm. Good. And um, yep. so um, talk to me. Let's let's go back to the beginning. I always like to start at the beginning, Steve. Talk about growing up. Sure. Where did you grow up and what kind of did your family did your family listen to a lot of music? And and what kind of music? You know, I grew up I grew up well, I still live here in North Plainfield. I grew up here. Um, a lot of pride, you know in my town and it's a diverse town and that's probably the thing that I admire most about it. Um, and you know, in my house, we, you know, we're not avid music listeners. Like we don't always have it on through the radio or, you know, we never really, you know, we're just doing things. We wouldn't have it on, but you know, in the car we would listen and mm -hmm. that type of thing. Um, but I, I do find myself, you know, now at this age of listening to music a lot more than I did when I was younger. Yeah. Um, so not a big, like you're, you're, your parents weren't necessarily big fans of, you know, any kind of just they were casual listeners at best, right? Yeah, I mean, they were my mom was a big Bruce fan when he started. Like she saw him at, at Kane, my, my university in like 1973 or four. I don't know what year it was exactly. OK, right when Bruce was getting going. And um, then I think, you know, my parents met and then my dad really became a huge fan um, and he overtook my mom as the biggest Springsteen fan in the house. And then, uh, it trickled down to my older brother and then, uh, it eventually got to me. So, so. I, so you're a second generation. That's good. Um, you know, you mm -hmm. kind of yeah. did when you were listening as a, you know, as a preteen and teenager, did you ever go through a spell, Steve, where you rebelled? And we're like, oh, that's my parents' music. I don't want to listen to that anymore. Yes, I did. Um, I truly did. There was times where, you know, I wouldn't want certain, you know, types of music on um, for whatever reason it was. But, um, you know, I stuck it out. <laughs> and, you know, for some of that, I'm grateful. Um, yeah. Because, you know, it got me, it got me attached to, you know, so much more than I ever would have been attached to. Well, so, you know. Grateful for it. Yeah, uh, Penn Jillette from the uh, the Magic um, Act, Penn and Teller, is a firm believer that your children shouldn't like classic rock. That rock and roll in its bones should be music that your parents hate. That you know that that's part of the yeah. rebellion. That's part of the the magic of, um, you know, rock and roll. And um, I get that. And I always understand that you go through a spell and then you kind of come home, right? So oh, it, yeah. it, either talk about why you originally liked Bruce or what brought you back to him. What, what about his music made you go, hey, um, maybe this isn't so bad after all. Maybe mom and dad know what they're talking about. <laughs> You know, I think, how can I say this? I was, I grew up, I, when I was young, you know, I was always on the car. Like, I was eight years old and Magic had come out. That was on, that was my first concert on the Magic Tour. Um, so I had a good stretch of years there where I, I liked Bruce. You know, I still didn't understand music as well. 
you know, as I did, as I do now, obviously, because of the young age. But there was a couple, there was like a five-year period, I would say five or six years where, you know, I, I really wasn't a fan, you know, of Bruce's music. And then I got, you know, into like freshman, sophomore year of high school. And it just came back to me. Like, I think uh, maybe full circle, you can say, um, it, it just all came together. And um, I'd say right before the River Tour, 2015, I really picked up on Bruce and like I really became all in on him and was, um, the music. Was there something, was there a specific event that led to that? Or was there a song that all of a sudden spoke to you? You know, I, I can't. I That's can't okay say if there it's was. not. Yeah, I just, you know, I just it's, yeah. it's really interesting. Like, I've thought about that, you know, but there really isn't. Like, I just remember being in high school and just getting attached to him again. And, you know, I think it was I expanded my catalog of his music. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think I was aware of the variety yeah. um, in all the places he's gone with his music. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I think that had a lot to do with it. Like, I was able to listen on my own you know, and interpret songs on my own. Whereas, you know, I'm not in a car with my parents and they're playing a certain, mm. you know, I had the, the freedom to, to really explore. Being from Jersey, do you think that's part of it? Because like we, we were talking a few minutes before, you know, I'm from Dallas, Texas, but I grew up in, um, I was born in Louisiana. My dad was in the army. So we moved around a lot. But when he retired from the military and my parents got a divorce, we settled in Louisiana and I stayed in Louisiana for years. And then when my wife and I got married, we moved to Dallas, Texas in 86. And before that, I was never a big sports fan. In other words, I did not grow up with a family that watched sports. Um, it, you know, my dad was not going to watch the Super Bowl. They didn't watch baseball or basketball. They just, it wasn't part of their life. And so I was a casual fan at best. And then when I moved to Dallas, it was in the, the water. It was in the atmosphere. I mean, as you breathe, you know, the Cowboys are just everything, and um, and so I slowly got ingrained, and I'm still not a big sports fan. I'm a Dallas team fan, where it's like if the mm-hmm. Dallas Mavericks, when they're out of the playoffs, I quit watching the NBA playoffs. If the Texas Rangers get out of the playoffs, I don't keep watching. You know, I may just casually if it's game six or seven in the World Series, turn it on because I'm interested. Same thing on the cow. Once the Cowboys are out of the playoffs, which they're always out of the playoffs, you know, I kind of I tend to not watch it. Now my son is is a huge sports fan and he sticks through all that. So I say this preamblum that it is it. Is it an oddity for someone your age to be a Springsteen fan, or is it just so much in the culture there that it's not that rare? Uh, maybe a little bit of both. I mean, I have a friend who lives down in Manalpin, which is very close to Freehold. And um, before quarantine, you know, I was going down there about once a week. And on Route 9, you know, there's a place uh, called Rosie's, and the sign says, come out tonight. You know, and uh, he's like 15 minutes from the Jersey Freeze, um, which is a, was a staple in Bruce's childhood. So, you know, it, it's just like, it's almost like it's around you. You know, at Rutgers basketball, they're playing Springsteen music and the student section's going nuts. You know, even football games, you hear it. Um, before the opening kickoff, they're playing the, um, um, the part of Badlands, 
where the crowd takes over, you know? Yeah. So it's just like, it's just around you in the state, you know, that's, that's really how I can put that. No, I think that's, that's really well said, Steve. And so I certainly can see people rebelling against it, but it's also, you know, it's like someone being a, um, a Giants fan that grew up in Dallas, right? Just to, to rebel against mm-hmm. their father, they're going to be a Giants fan or a right. Redskins fan. Um, and, but mm-hmm. most people are going to follow in that. Um, can you, can you put in words why his music has captivated you? What about him and his music speaks to you? And it's okay if you can't, but just, I, I'm curious. No, I definitely can. And this is, you know, this answer has probably been developed over a few years now. Um, I've said it before, but, you know, I think Bruce is, he has a song for every feeling that I've ever felt, you know, and at, you know, any age in life, you go through things and you have different feelings, but, you know, at my age, you know, times change quickly on you and, you know, you're in different moods constantly, um, happy, sad, you know, every emotion that you can feel. And there's always been a Bruce song. And I can't say that for any other artist that I've listened to, you know, I, I just can't like literally every feeling that I've had, there's been a Bruce song for it and it's helped, you know, got me, get me through so much. Yeah. It's interesting you said that, Steve. Go ahead, continue, please. Yeah. No, I I just think that that's like the main thing that's, you know, gotten me so close to his music and made me such a big fan. Often you'll see on social media, if you only had one band that you could only hear, who would it be? And, you know, a lot of people, oh, I couldn't do that. And I'm like, I could easily. You know, I I think there's enough Bruce diversity that Absolutely. there's something there for all of them. Like, um, I adore Brian Wilson and the Beach Boys, but uh-huh. there it isn't the same diversity as that. Um, I certainly think people who adore U2 or the Beatles or Prince or, you know, Dylan can have those same feelings. But for me, right. I agree with you. There, there is a Bruce song for any of my moods. If I'm depressed, I know what to listen to. If I'm happy, I know what to listen to. And and there is enough diversity in his catalogs to feel that way, right? Right. Absolutely. Like I've never, I've never uh, been struck out, you know, on Bruce songs, you know, in my feelings. Yeah. So. Um, so I always like to preface this, and you've already shared that your first show was during the Magic Tour, but I, yeah. I always like to preface that the amount of shows you've seen is not a fair barometer of how big of a fan you are, because your age, your location, your financial situation, all can affect mm-hmm. that. But just for the record, how many times have you seen to perform live? Uh, with the E Street Band, six times. Okay. Uh, on Broadway once, and then two times as a guest appearance. Ah, well, talk to me about the two guest appearances. Okay, so uh, the first one was last May with the he came on with Stephen and uh, his band, The Cycles of Soul, in Asbury Park um, for the encore. That was, I mean, we knew he was going to be there before, before the show. We knew he was going to come on stage, um, but that was a nice treat. Were you going to go see the other time? I'm sorry. Were you going to go see Steven anyway? Yeah, no. Believe me, I I love Steven. I love his music. He puts on an amazing show. He really Um, does. I agree. He does. 
Yeah. And real quick, I'll just throw this in here, you know, with us in quarantine, no concerts and all that, you know, I thought like this, Steven was on a good roll for a few years. I wonder if he, you know, would like to tour with his own band again, have another album or, you know, go out with the East Street Band. I don't know what he prefers, but that's just something that I play with in my mind. You know, that's a great question. <laughs> well, and let's, I'm going to you know, nibble on that a little bit and then we'll get back to sure. your, your shows. Um, I, I had tickets to see the, you know, we saw the, the, you know, his great, when he was doing his greatest hits kind of story, right? And then they put out the new album and he was touring again and I had tickets. He was going to be here in the Dallas area and he got sick, right? And Uh, and he said, and he says, okay, I'm going to have to cancel and reschedule. And then they ended up canceling it full time just because he wasn't well enough. So I do wonder um, how much, and I think from a pure financial um, situation, he makes more touring with Bruce. And I think he enjoys that enough that it isn't like it's a hardship, right? It's it's kind of like an actor that says, you know, I do one for them and one for me, right? I do a little, I do a popcorn blockbuster and then i do a little art indie films i think maybe steven takes that into place all right so you saw him with steven what was the other kind of guest appearance you saw um it was at the light of day festival in january that was also at um in asbury park um so again like that was strictly the reason i went um i got offered free tickets about an hour before the show started and I'm probably a little over an hour away from Asbury. And I was on the fence. The weather was m- miserable that night. And, you know, I was like, ah, I got to go. So I, and we went to Asbury and he came on. We got there at like nine, I think. Um, he came on, what, I forget what, you know, what time he came on, but he played with a few different people. And then he was on with Willie Nile and Joe Grishecki. Uh, and then he, um, you know, he played his songs as well with him. Yeah. So it was fun. It was a fun night. He sounded good. Yeah. Who um, mm-hmm. who did you go to Broadway with? Me, myself, and I. <laughs> okay. I didn't know if maybe your parents went yeah. or no. It no. Was, okay. No, it was just me. Um, I worked really hard to get that ticket. Uh, it was, it, it, you know, that's that's probably the toughest ticket that I'll ever have to get, you know, and I've, yeah. and I've been to a lot of big sporting events and, you know, concerts. That was by far the hardest process I've ever had to go to to get a ticket. And there are some great people out there who helped make it happen, which I'm really grateful for. And it was um, once in a lifetime, you know, unbelievable experience. Yeah, I feel the same way, Steve. Um, I had, yeah. there were people complaining on social media about, you know, not being able to go and how it wasn't fair, people going more than once, and Steven, mm-hmm. you know, Bruce has forgotten the little man, and blah, 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 and, you know, I went on and I said, look, this is what he wants to do, as much enjoyment and and love and music he's given us over the years, I think we should support him, and you know what, if someone's lucky enough to get shows to more than one show... Uh, th- that's the nature of the beast. And I say, as someone who will not go, I live in Dallas. There's no way I'm going to get a ticket. There's no way I can afford it. And I'm, you know, and I don't have a jealous bone in my body. And, um, 
and someone who asked to remain nameless, you know, anonymous, reached out to me and said, why aren't you going? And I'm like, there's just no way. And he says, well, why not? I'm like, well, first off, I can't afford it. And he goes, okay, well, what could you afford? And, you know, I said, well, you know, I don't know. And he came back and said, well, you know, we can get you one for X dollars on coming up. And he, he had a couple of tickets. And um, so I had to go to my lovely bride and go, okay, hey, Linda, <laughs> not only do I have to buy a ticket, right, but I have to pay for an airline ticket to go right. to New York. Right. Um, luckily, we found on um, like either Travelocity or, or, you know, Priceline, this really competitive, like a direct flight that and also included a um, a stay in one of those little bitty you know, like um, not really full hotels, but like the little pod hotels. Oh, and boy. So, so it was it, it was it just made it part of the experience. And so I went. So I've always been grateful that I had that chance for that very reason. Right. Like this is truly a one in a lifetime yeah. experience. So that's good. No um, doubt. Yeah. So if let's let's. Talk to me about some of the other shows you've gone to. Do you have any any stories from the road, other things? I mean, uh, you were eight and you saw magic. So what was your thoughts when you, yeah. as an eight-year-old kid going into this uh, show? I I really do not remember much from that night. Makes I'm sense. I'm not going to lie. I've had to, you know, I, I think I looked up the set list recently. Um, I, I really can't say I remember much. Um, I just remember my dad explaining me explained to me um, how there's no feeling like the the few minutes before Bruce takes the stage with the band, you know, like the, the anticipation, you know, the excitement building in the crowd as it gets closer to showtime, there's nothing like that. And then um, also like he was talking, he was talking about what he's, he's like, what's he going to open with? What's he going to open with? And like, we were all guessing. Um, so that's, you know, but other than that, I don't really have, many memories of that night. What's the first show you remember that you went, Oh, this is it. And I'm so glad I'm wow. here. Um, two years later in 2009 at giant stadium, October of 09. Um, he played, uh, the entire darkness album that night. And I remember that night a lot better. Like, you know, obviously played the whole album. I loved it. Um, but, you know, obviously the more recent ones, like 2012, I was at the birthday show at MetLife. That was a hectic night. Um, I'll tell you the story of that night because it's a pretty please. good one. Yeah, please. So I had a soccer game. The show was on a Saturday. I had a soccer game that was supposed to be played at like uh, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock. And it wound up getting delayed to the point where we were pushing it. It was close. We're about 40, 45 minutes from MetLife Stadium. And, you know, the game still wasn't starting. And finally, my dad's like, all right, that's it. We got to go. So I skipped my soccer game. We got in the car. We drove to MetLife. Um, we're going in normal time. I guess it's probably hmm, an hour until showtime. We get to the gate, and they're scanning the tickets, and the tickets don't work. Um, so oh, no. you know, we're freaking out. Yeah. Everyone's freaking out going nuts. What the heck's going to happen? I'm like, Oh, why didn't I just play my soccer game? <laughs> um, so we wind up going to the box office, 
trying to figure out. It, we were there for like 45 minutes. My dad's running around the parking lot trying to scalp. Um, my mom's trying to handle the ticket office. So I guess what happened from what I remember is we printed out the wrong tickets or we had a wrong set of tickets on the Ticketmaster account and we were able to access the right tickets. And then we get in like very close to eight. We're really pushing it. We're yeah. flying up. I don't even think we took the escalator. Um, we took the stairs. We're flying. We're sweating. We get up there and they announced that the show will be delayed because of the weather as soon as we sit in our seats. And so we go under in the concourse and, you know, we wind up waiting out for two and a half hours. And then, you know, he came on at like 1030 and. Oh, wow. That's hilarious. Did the show. Yeah, it was, it was a wild night. I won't forget that one. Yeah. <laughs> so. Do, um, is, do you usually go with your parents or do you have other yeah. Springsteen buddies? So I've been every show I've been to, I've been to with at least um, a parent and my brother. That's nice. So we went, yeah, we went uh, three times on the river tour in 16. Um, and I was there with my, um, we first went in February. We saw him in Albany. Mm-hmm. That was the, my brother, my older brother, my mom and my dad and I. And then um, we went to two MetLife shows in August. Mm-hmm. And um, we actually brought my brother's girlfriend for the first time. She saw him. And then we took um, one of my dad's friends the next time for the first time. And they both loved it, obviously. Um, so, But Which... I, I will say I'm looking forward to going. The, you know, future yeah. tour, fingers crossed. I look forward to going with uh, different people, for sure. Yeah. Um, which of the August shows did you make? Um, so the, the first MetLife show and the third MetLife show. All right. So mm-hmm. I made the second. That's when Chris okay. and I flew up to Jersey and made the second. Nice. And, um, it was funny, right? Because everyone was talking there, you know, they're all, and they're like, you know, he started with incident with the string section and they were talking what a great yeah. show that first show is. Right. And we're like, did I pick the wrong night to come? Did I pick the wrong night to come? Yeah. Um, but then that, that night we were there, we got, um, you know, um, we got the, um, the, uh, we got from Wrecking Ball, um, you know, Jack of All Trades with strings and, uh, Morella right. showed up and played a little bit. And then yep. during Jersey Girl, we got the actual, you know, guy asking his girlfriend to marry right. And I remember so, that, yeah. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> and it was like, um, I've told this story before on the podcast, um, you know, it was almost, you know, four hours, and it was the first time that I said, I'm full. You know what? I mean, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, if he played another song, I would enjoy it, but I, I'm not leaving the stadium wishing I had more. I'm like... Right. Yep. That was I'm I'm sated. And normally you're like no matter how much like, oh, one more, one more. But it was so emotional. Right. It was so good to to have that ending with the Jersey girls and, and that him dancing and then the fireworks. It was just a beautiful fireworks. way to end the uh, night. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, but I, Jesse, there's never a bad night with the E Street Band. 
That that's true. Okay, in my opinion. No, you're right. You never pick. You'll never pick the wrong night to see them. You know. You know I. You know. I'll say this. I don't know if you've watched the Michael Jordan documentary, but in the first episode, um, Jordan played at North Carolina, and his coach Roy Williams, who's still the coach there, they were talking to him, and he said, um, you know, there's the on and off switch, and Michael Jordan never turned it off. And, yeah. You know, I believe that this, this band, they never turn the switch off. Uh, it's always on. I, I think that's a really good uh, analogy and way to say, and, and, you know, it's, I'm, my friend Sam made the statement and I've stole it. He said, all apologies, apologies to Disney, the happiest place on earth is a Bruce Springsteen concert. And um, and and I think the Dream Baby Dream video that they released with all the crowd shots, I think yep. captures that feeling really well. And uh, it's funny, um, I had seen four shows on the River Tour. Um, I'd gone up to Pittsburgh when it started. Uh, that was my um, my wife said yes, you can go. And then without knowing it, she bought me without telling me she bought me for Christmas a trip to Louisville so I could see him a second time. And then he came and he played in Oklahoma City, which is only three or four hours from Dallas, and then he played in Dallas. So I was like, okay, I've seen. And then when availability, a friend, Allie, said, hey, look, stay at my house. Just fly up. You can stay at our house and you can see him because – you know, everyone's got to see him once in Jersey. You just, you need to. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what was funny is I'm talking to my boss and he, I, I can't believe you're going to see somebody you've already seen this time. And I didn't want to tell him that I'd seen him four times on this one tour because, you know, he just <laughs> didn't get it. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. But even because there was a lot of discussion, right? Like because he was playing the river in entirety um, for the f time being, the set list was pretty static, um, you know, cause they're going to do meet me in the city, the river, and then kind right. of a greatest hits afterwards. And there may be a little mix up, but mostly right. Like the second half of the, yeah. you know, but it was still, you know, it was magical for me. So I know, I oh, know yeah. exactly what you're saying. Right. So, so Steve, are there are there songs or albums that that now that you've been doing this for you know ten years, twelve years, that as you've grown and as you're reaching adulthood, are there albums or songs that speak to you? And if they are, tell me about them. Yeah, so um, I'll start with the river. Um, so we were just talking about that tour. Yeah. Um, so, and you know, Bruce says that that was my coming of age record. Right. So I guess I could say that too, you know, um, I feel like that, that album's like, you know, transitioning me from a young man into an adult. Um, and you know, I've, li I probably listened to that album the most due to the fact that, you know, he played it through four years ago and, it's always on E Street Radio, the concert, those concerts. And, um, you know, that's, that's his, you know, 
his most, I'd say his most complete album, you know, you could argue. So I would definitely say, you know, the river is, is close to me. Um, definitely darkness on the edge of the town. Um, the guitar work, um, magic because it was the, you know, the first album that I was hearing consistently in the car as a little kid. Um, the rising, obviously, I don't think anybody has a bad thing to say about the rising in terms of, you know, what it meant for so many people, uh, and how it moved so many people. Um, that's probably an album that I can just sit there and play one, two, you know, the last song on the album. So those albums are probably, um, you know, my favorite ones. Yeah. Um, I can imagine that. And I think your point about the river is a fair one. Um, and, and I will argue that I think as you grow, um, I've had someone say, and I've had people disagree, but I, I think there is, you don't appreciate tunnel of love. So you've had your heart broken uh-huh. a couple of times. You know, um, that, you know, yeah. And, um, and what did you think of Western stars as someone who has certainly loved Bruce his whole life, but that's a very different kind of album. Yes. Very different. Um, I was a little confused by the first when I heard, you know, what he was coming out with and what his plan with it was, you know, I wasn't on board, you know, cause obviously, you know, it's Bruce Springsteen and the E street band. You know, is yeah. what you love going to see um, because the band is just so good. Um, and now it, it was just Bruce. And I was like, well, you know, I don't know how this is going to be. And then I listened to it. You know, I couldn't really get through the album when it came out in June. You know, I wasn't a fan of it. And then the film comes out in October and like yeah. completely changed me. I was like, wow, this is great. I, I love the album now, honestly. Um, the film version of the songs is uh, terrific. And even my brother and my dad, you know, hopped on the bandwagon of it as well because they weren't on board in the beginning. And I was like, I didn't, I actually didn't see the film with them when it come out, when it came out, I went with, uh, one of my friends who's my age and who knows probably nothing about Bruce or his music. And, you know, he said, if all of his music was like this, I would probably be one of his biggest fans, <laughs> uh, which I thought was interesting. You know, um, uh, that's interesting, too, I, I, because my brother-in-law is um, likes Americana music and um, and is, you know, not a big Bruce fan. And uh, he um, is married to my wife's sister. And we, um, you know, we went as a double date, the four of us, to see. We went to dinner and then we went to... Uh, the movie, right? Mm-hmm. And um, sh- they both really loved it. Um, they both were like, wow, I-, I-, I like this a lot. And um, they ended up buying the CD because they liked it so much, um, mm-hmm. which I think is very, very uh, cool. You know? Absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. And... So how about um, Nebraska and Ghost of Tom Joad and those? Because those, once again, are not the 
traditional, right? That you would um, songs that perhaps. No, they're not. Um, I can't say I'm a fan of like either of those albums. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's o- there's always a song or two, even if you don't like an album that you're gonna like. Sure. You know, obviously with the ghost like Youngstown Live is phenomenal. Yeah. You know, off of Tom Joad, like, and especially if he goes into Murder Inc. Um, you know, Nebraska, I can pick. You know, Atlantic City. Um, so you know, as as much as those are probably down towards the bottom of the power rankings. Um, yeah. There's obviously still songs that I like off those albums. Sure, absolutely. Well, talk to me about is there um you you talked about you would love to tour. You know, we're hoping everyone gets a tour yeah. again. Absolutely. Um yeah. is there is there songs that are on your wish list that you go, Man, I really, really hope he does this. Yes. Um, and you know, I've only seen him live six times, but as you know, he completely flips it up, switches it up. So if you see him six times, there's a chance you can hear, you know, 150 different songs or, you know, absolutely. Um, so I was, you know, I kind of realized, wow, you know, I've actually seen him play a lot of different songs. Um, but my three, I have, I have three in mind. I would say loose end, um, my love will not let you down and tracked. Those are like the top three that I need to hear in concert. Um, so those are definitely. Okay. So one. have you gone to my boss time and created a profile? No, I haven't. Okay. So here's your homework, Steve. Um, okay. It is a website. It's free. It's my boss And okay. Elko um, is the guy behind the website and he, this is a labor of love. Um, you create a free account, and then you search for the concerts you've attended, and you select them. And then behind the scenes, it says, okay, here's all the songs you've heard live. Here's how many times you've seen them live. Here uh-huh. is here is your rarities. Here is the most song you've heard the most. This is what percentage of each album of Bruce's you've heard live. Um, it is it is it is a rabbit hole that will entertain you for a while, and it's just fascinating. So, go check that out. You'll you'll be glad you did. Definitely will. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely will. That's that's right up there on my list of things to do. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, what have I not asked you that I should? Uh, well, I mean, there's specific songs that, you know, I would say mean a lot to me in that yeah. I, I trust the lyrics, the music, um, obviously the promised land, you know, because, again, being the age that I am, I have my whole future in front of me, and, you know, you're trying to make it, you're trying to find a, a profession, trying to get a job, you know. Yeah. And you're, you're looking, you know, you want to get to the promised land, mm-hmm. you know, and I, you know, the lyric, I believe in the promised land. I do believe in the promised land. You yeah. know, I know I'll get there one day, sure. <laughs> you know? Um, so a song like that, you know, would be a no brainer. And, um, you know, and, and, and I'm I, a boy, I'm not a boy. I'm a man, right? You are reaching yeah, that point yeah. where you are becoming yeah. a young man. You are coming into adulthood. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, 
Um, and then in the category of friendships, um, friendships mean a lot to me. I highly value them. And, you know, I think a lot of people are starting to value them even more during a time like this. I agree. Um, you know, everyone misses their friends. They miss the interaction. You know, Zoom does it a little justice, but not nearly the, you know, being in person. And, you know, song, you know, Bobby Jean, Backstreet's. Yeah. The ones that just make you, you know, want to go like hug a friend or something. Sure. Um, cause the friends mean so much to you and the song does and it just combines and it's one powerful thing. Absolutely. Um, and, and then, you know, his lane of hope and dreams, long walk home. Um, those are another two that I just, I just love. I'll never, I'll never overplay them. Like, you know, I, I think he could play. Land of Hope and Dreams every night, and I don't think anybody would complain. Yeah, I totally um, agree. You know, it, it's his go-to, if you've noticed. Like, last week, I don't sure. know if you got a chance to see Jersey for Jersey. He I opens did. with it. He opens the 12-12-12 yeah. concert with it, you know? Yeah. Um, he, he broke it out on the reunion tour. Mm-hmm. You know, he was closing with it sometimes on that tour. So, you know, it's, those those songs definitely are up there in terms of what they how much they mean to me. Yeah, absolutely. Good choices. Um, all right. Anything else you want to share? No, I mean, listen, I could go on and on for forever talking about the, the songs and, you know. I understand. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, different versions. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was, you know, just when you, you think about Bruce in general, you know, I think he's taken thoughts from my head and turned it into beautiful music and lyrics, you know? And I think that, um, proves the, um, the saying, you know, he has a song for every feeling I felt like it's almost like, you know, he's ripped the ideas directly out of my head and turned it into music. And it's fascinating. And, um, like I said, you know, there's nobody, there's nobody like him in my book. Well, yeah. Like the, the main character in blinded by the light, right? I mean, Uh we've all felt that way that he does that like, but he, he's, he's speaking about me. It's my life. Um, you know, and here is this Pakistani kid in the UK that, you know, he, he feels like Bruce is talking about him and, you know, I'm a 60 year old white guy from Texas, you know, and there are times when his music says what I mean so much. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, that, I was, I love that movie, by the way. I thought it was yeah, phenomenal. Too. Absolutely. Um, um, my recommendation, go ahead, Steve. I'm sorry. No, 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 you're good. I was just saying, you know, scene to scene, it was like so, you know, moving and just, oof. Well, I I, I've recommended people that when I've talked, I said, if you're not, you know, I said, if you want a good double feature, um, do Blinded by the Light and Western Stars. Like if you aren't, even if you aren't a Springsteen mm-hmm. fan, that is a great double feature to have. Um, you know, um, just as as two films that were released in 2019 um, make for a really good night. So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, yeah. so Steve, it's time for the Mary question. So let me give you a little background. Uh, Jay Armstrong is an honors English teacher there in the Philadelphia area. And every year, he is seniors 
take two days out of class and they break down Thunder Road as a poem. They treat it as literature, as it is. Um, they compare this to Robert Frost, The Road Not Taken. Um, and they discuss the, you know, the lyrics and, and what is the imagery, what is the, what is the story, what is the mood that Bruce is trying to share. And then at the end, he asks his quest, the, class the question, does Mary get the car? So Steve, that's your question. Does Mary get in the end of the car, get in the car? Yes, she does. Um, and if I'm Mary, I'm totally getting in the car. Um, how do you not get in the car? <laughs> you know, um, but that song just, you know, the story, um, it's one of those that you can really picture, you know, every, like you were just saying, you can picture and like the transitioning, you know, through the lyrics, but, uh, she gets in the car. Yeah. Good. Very what nice. Do you think? Um, so thank you for asking. Um, do you go back and forth or? So coming up. Um, I just on Saturday, um, I had Jay back on the show and I've recorded it and it's going to come out in three or four weeks. Um, so it'll probably come out before your episode does, but, um, I collected about 40 answers that people have been on the show and I put them all together and then I sent it to Jay for him to review and then he and I spent over an hour talking about the answers of um, how many people said yes, how many people said no, and the reasons behind. Um, I am an optimist. I am a, um, I am a, I want the happy ending. Um, you know, I grew up, um, I graduated high school in 77. Um, you know, I grew up in the 60s watching Walt Disney movies where everyone had a happy live happily ever after and um and the happily ever after ending is that Mary gets in the car and they drive off and they live happily ever after though you said it it better than me (laughs) the but I do think that there is the argument that Mary in racing in the street is unhappy and she sits on her daddy's porch which is the same porch she danced across being unhappy and then other people Mm. make the argument that mary and the river is yes they got together but they didn't um stay happy um my favorite answer is and i wish i could remember who said this but right after Western Stars came out. I asked this question to one of my guests, and he said she gets in the car because Moonlight Motel is the sequel. They got <laughs> in the car, they drove across the country, they settled in California, they had a life together, and now then he is mourning her loss because she has died after spending a life together. Wow. And um, I like that answer. I like that answer a lot. So, yeah. yeah. Good creativity out there. Yeah, there is. So uh, you'll have to listen to the episode and hear the, all the different people answers and share. And um, it's good. Um, Steve, this is great. I, I'm so yeah. glad you took time to um, sit down and talk to me. Um, that's really great. I, uh, you know, I always appreciate 
you know, we were just interacting on Twitter and as everyone, I, 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 there are people that sell life insurance that are constantly prospecting. You know, they make that joke. I'm always looking for my next sale. I'm always looking for my next set listing Bruce guest. So, uh, I thank you for letting me visit with you. Thank you for joining yeah. me. Um, I'm excited about your internship. I'm excited as you finish school. Uh, I, th I wish you the best, the best of luck. Um, if someone wants to reach you, um, tell us how you're on social media and how can they? Um, well, my Twitter handle is at Chief Steve. Uh, so that's C-H-I-E-F-S-T-E-V-F-E -E -E underscore. Good. Um, right. And then that's probably the, you know, you okay. follow me there. Great. I post all my links to my stores and things like that. All right. Sounds good. Hang tight while I do a little business. If you want to be like Steve and join me, why wouldn't you? He was great. Everyone should want to be like Steve. A uh, couple ways you can reach me. You can go to Twitter. I'm at Jesse Jackson DFW. The show is at SetLustingBruce. Uh, you can email me, setlustingbruce at gmail.com. Say you want to share your story. I uh, would love to have you. Uh, you can go to www.setlustingbruce.com. From there, you can see links to other podcasts, links to old episodes. There is our Patreon page if you want to kick us a couple of bucks a month and our store where you can buy a Set Listing Bruce t-shirt and all kinds of other stuff. Um, Steve, thank you. Um, yeah. I, I hope... Jesse, if I'm yeah. able to, yeah. I'm sorry to cut you off. Really no, no, quick. no. Um, just if I can add in a quick thought. Um, I hope, you know, whoever listens to this um, is able to, you know, appreciate a uh, perspective from, you know a 20 year old, somebody, you know, younger who, you know, didn't, hasn't been around for, you know, all of Bruce's, you know, career and his, his whole, you know, all of his tours because it's, it's different. Like I, you know, I see Bruce differently than my dad does, you know, or even my older brother who's only four years older than me. So I, I think it's important, you know, for people to see um, a perspective from, yeah, like, you know, I'm a 20 year old who loves Bruce and who, you know, will, go to a bunch of concerts in the future and, you know, can listen to every song um, because, you know, obviously you get attached to the, your generation, you know, um, but um, there, I hope there's a lot more younger fans out there. I don't know of many personally, um, but, you know, I try to get my friends, I try to recruit um, just like sports, you know, I try to recruit friends to, to listen to Bruce, to like Bruce and, you know, I, I just think that he can reach so many more people my age and even younger. So I just wanted to throw that in there for you and the no, listeners. I am so glad you did. I was just going to ask you for final thoughts, so you are perfect. I think the hope is that Bruce gets a whole new generation of people that adore his music. And, there, and then right. there's another generation. And, and God forbid when we lose him and we lose this generation in 20, 30 years from now, there will be people that still, you know, think Thunder Road, you know, and, and that promised land is talking about them. So, right. yeah. I hope so, too. I really yeah. do. All right, my you friend. Know, I, like I said. Yeah. I try to recruit all the time. Good, good <laughs> you for know? you. Like you're, I'm like you're you're coming with me next tour. You don't have a choice. You're just gonna come. Exactly. <laughs> you know? yeah.
And you know, uh, uh, the thing about that, like yeah. when I recommend Bruce to somebody, I'll mm-hmm. send them a YouTube link to a yeah. live version. Like I won't even exactly. start them out with a recorded version yeah. because, you know, Bruce is just so authentic yes. that to get the full appreciation. Like I saw on Twitter yesterday, mm-hmm. real quick, I'll, just, I'll, yeah. I'll tell you this. I saw on Twitter, um, they there was a video out there. I think Greasy Lake was posting clips. It was from yeah. um, Hard Rock Calling in 09 yeah. during Badlands, right? And one guy replied, you know, I'm not. I'm not even a Bruce fan. Like I don't know. I know nothing about him. But like that part was so cool. The way the crowd reacted. He's exactly. like, I, and then someone that I follow replied to him saying, "Oh, I, I can be your Bruce guide," and he was like, "I'm definitely down for that." So oh, good. That's why you know, I I try to start people off with the live stuff so they can yeah. really, you know. Um. Yeah, I I agree. I I love having you on. I, I love your passion. I love the perspective. You know, you were eight years old when Magic came out, you know, like I was 50 something, you know, when Magic came out and, you know, the perception you you have grown up with Bruce Springsteen music and and it is part of your life and it's part of your, um, you know, your identity. And when you go out and find someone to share your life with, you know, um, that's going to be something they're going to have to put up with. Right. Like, you know, you, you know, you can, we can debate on, you know, whether we open Christmas presents on Christmas Eve or Christmas night, uh, Christmas day, or we can talk about, you know, do you have ham or turkey and, you know, and, and, you know, different things. And, and, and you know what, I might even cheer for you if you're a Yankees or a Red Sox fan, right? Like depending on your sports, but you will have to put up. With me being a Springsteen fan, that is non-negotiable, right? Yeah, there's there's no choice. Uh, if right. you know me, there's no choice. When you're in my car, if I want to have East Street Radio on, yes, if, you know I want to go nuts yeah. to a live concert. You yeah. do not have a choice. Like there may not be this, like okay, don't care where you want to get married, don't want to, don't care how many, how big of a thing. All I know is we're dancing right. our first dance on a Springsteen song. <laughs> Right. <laughs> it's a little ahead of my time. Yes, I know. It's going to be a while, but yes, I'm just setting that up right now, right? Yeah. <clears throat> that is great. Stay tight, Steve. No I appreciate that. it. And um uh, and and I will t- I will tell you, mixed mixed relationships can work. Uh my lovely bride is not is is at best a casual fan, uh and we've uh-huh. made it work. So, but um, it makes it even better when you guys are joined and joined. Absolutely. Hey, let's let's check back in a year or so, just to check in and see how you're doing. Uh, let's oh, stay connected on Twitter. Um, if you think of something, don't hesitate to reach out to me and say, "Hey, Jesse, uh, can we schedule some time? I've, I've got, you know, I I just was listening to, you know, Devils and Dust, and I have a I have a unique, you know, I've kind of all of a sudden become to like it and I want to talk about it to someone. So let's keep the communication open. Okay. My friend. That sounds great, Jesse. All right. That would be really good. All right. You stay safe. Continue to do the right things. Listeners, you stay safe. Um, You know, we love you. Take care of yourselves and we will talk to you soon. You just heard the fun talking 
hard rock music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only, Set Listing Bruce. Set Listing Bruce is part of the Southgate Media Podcast Group. The theme for Set Listing Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.